0: This is The Drive Podcast with Josh Graham. Now you're talking my language. You can hear The Drive weekday afternoons, 3 till 6 on WSJS. We're on a Monday drive. It is WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Triad, where it is Super Bowl week. However, Chiefs Niners can wait because around here, quite a bit of college hoops for us to break down. And we have two outstanding guests to help us do that today. Wake Forest basketball coach Steve Forbes will join us at 535. The sixth man of Tar Heels basketball, BDOT, will be in studio next hour. Let's talk about those Tar Heels. Duke Carolina is one of the few regular season college basketball games that captures the casual fan. The kind of person that really doesn't watch much during the year, but will fill out a bracket in March and will pay attention then which is why it wasn't really all that surprising. The larger reaction to Carolina's win over Duke was some version of, wow, Harrison Ingram. Where did he come from? The Harrison Ingram game. But for those who've been following closely this year, that was no surprise. What was surprising was seeing Armando Baycott, who's... Armando! production has gone down largely this year have one of those throwback type of nights seeing him go for 25 10 and 5 that was the bigger story And year 5 Armando's career is Armando. it's unlike any we've seen in Tar Heel history and maybe in the history of the ACC it's easily the most eventful Player career in modern history. And if it were like a book, it's like a Harry Potter book or Game of Thrones. It's thick. As we saw Saturday, the highs are going to be defined by what he's done against the Blue Devils. Obviously, you have the 2022 run, part of the Iron Five, winning in Coach K's final game at Cameron, beating him the first time that Duke of Carolina ever met in the NCAA tournament, doing so in the Final Four. And in that game in New Orleans, he had 21 rebounds, an effort that we hadn't seen on that stage in close to 20 years. Nick Collison, I think, had 20-plus rebounds for Kansas. Roy Williams coaching that Kansas team in 2003. That was also in New Orleans. He added a chapter to the book a couple of nights ago. 25 points, 10 boards, five assists. He's just the second Tar Heel ever to have that stat line against the Blue Devils. The first was named Charlie Scott 54 years ago. So it was historical. So those are some of the highs. He's going to be defined by what he does against Duke. There have been lows too, historical lows at that. Two missed NCAA tournaments. Roy's only first round loss in a game that turned out to be his last being part of the final two years of Roy Williams and the first three years of Hubert Davis. That's something. Playing through the COVID era, playing in the final college basketball game before the world shut down. Remember they lost to Syracuse in Greensboro? Of course, that's the reason why he has the fifth year, the COVID year. So there is like a Forrest Gump-like element to Armando Bacot. It's the... Armando! He was there for the Caleb Love shot. He was there for the NCAA tournament run. He was there in 2020. He was there for the Trey Jones game. That was the first time he faced the Blue Devils in 2020. And the book isn't finished yet. Maybe there's an ACC title that this ends with. Maybe it's a national championship we're talking about. The AP poll came out again and the top three remained the same. UConn won, Purdue two, North Carolina at number three. And the end of Armando's career, it is something that Armando. Hubert Davis has thought about, and here he was after the game speaking to the end of Five's career.
1: I did. I wanted to talk to Armando this time, not just about life, but about basketball. And um, you know, it's just, it's really important for me for Armando to finish out his career the right way, and I just wanted to to hear how he was feeling, and I. I heard those comments from him saying, taking a backseat role. And I wanted to ask him,
2: is that what you said? And I wanted to tell him, I never said that to you. That's not what we want and that's not what we need. And it was just a really good conversation.
0: One of the cool memories that will stick with me from Saturday was standing in the tunnel just beyond where the TV cameras were when North Carolina won the game, Harrison Ingram was getting the television interview in the court, so Hubert was walking right in front of Armando and
2: Armando. when Hubert
0: saw that he was right behind him, he turned around, he gave him a hug and he told Armando that he loved him, which Armando. was a very sweet moment. And just for the career rebounding record, which is legit, not about the five years at school, he belongs in the rafters and he's North Carolina's forest Gump. He's Got this incredible career, the most eventful in Tar Heel basketball history among players. On X at WSJS Radio, if you want in, that's where we're streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch, however and wherever you are listening or watching, we appreciate that. Will Dalton is the executive producer of this show. WD, are you still reveling in your Tar Heels winning or has your mind shifted to Lakers Hornets tonight? Uh, I haven't thought about Lakers Hornets quite as much as I've thought about meeting Aaron Boone in Chapel Hill we need to tell that story we do later who are you rooting for tonight Lakers Hornets I mean I'm a Hornets I, I like LeBron but I mean I'm a Hornets fan so we might as well rename Super Bowl week Taylor Swift week because she's becoming a bigger story than the game itself and man the Taylor Swift week start off with a bang last night she won the Grammys which is not something I say lightly it was a fantastic show Uh, you're talking about the Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs uh, performance that a lot of people were talking about today. Uh, There was the Billy Joel uh, performing of a song, a new song. He hasn't put out new music in 30 years. Celine Dion, who's been sick, bring her out. Jay-Z going all Kanye West. Taylor Swift won it because she won her fourth album of the year, which is something that no one's ever done. And then while announcing or while accepting an award, eh, just casually announced that she has a new album out that's gonna drop in April. Did you see the title for this WD? Uh Dead Poets Society. What was it? No. The tortured, <laughs> the tortured poets department. Gotcha. Otherwise known as minute. being an NC State fan. Ah. The Tortured Uh-oh. Poets Wait, Department. Uh, she's become the most popular Super Bowl prop that. What? She's going to be wearing, get cash will she kiss Travis Kelsey during the broadcast? Will she perform at halftime with Usher? Will her travel from Tokyo to Vegas be documented at all with cameras by CBS? These are things that people are actually betting money on. And the Chiefs and Niners feels almost secondary. They are already in Vegas, both those teams, the first media event for Super Bowl 58 is tonight. I think they call it first night. And I wonder if Taylor Swift's going to come up. My guess, yeah. That's uh, probably something that's going to be talked about, bandied about quite a bit. wait Forest basketball coach and noted music enthusiast, Steve Forbes, has now joined us. Once upon a time, Steve, you shared with me your Vietnam music playlist with music exclusively from that era. A lot of CCR yeah. on that playlist. It probably doubles as the Forrest Gump soundtrack. So in in the spirit of the Grammys being last night, let's start here. What's been on your playlist lately? Anything contemporary?
2: Well, let's just talk about the Grammys. This is when Empty Nest is a real problem at my house because I've missed my youngest child to tell me who what in the hell these songs are because I've never heard them before. Um, so I was really lost watching the Grammys last night, except for Hannah Montana. I mean, what's her name now? Um, Miley. Yeah, yeah. She. <laughs> I knew that song. Um, I knew Billy Joel, and I also knew Vietnam music playlist, Joni Mitchell. And yeah. So, Joni Mitchell, um, that song was something that was definitely on that Vietnam playlist. So uh, I haven't really been able to listen to a ton of music lately. Uh, Josh because I have basketball games
0: great transition it didn't go great down the stretch at Pittsburgh but what a bounce back and we see your videos in the locker room talking about the response that your team had when you go back and rewatch the Syracuse win does the way your team plays at home make the lack of road success all the more confounding to you
2: not really. I mean, it's just some things that we have to fix. They, they, they could happen at home as well. It's just part of the game. You know, um, we're, we have a very good team. Um, you know, we do, we score it easy at times, most of the time. I think we lead the league in scoring. If you look at, if you look at just league games, you know, I, I think that what it comes down to is, you know, how well are we, how do we get back in defensive transition? And that's been a problem. That's also been a problem for us at home at times. Maybe not as recent, but if you look at our road games in the second half, teams are getting in transition six more times a in the second half. And that's, those are easier baskets. You know, I think rebounding. We're one of the, in the league games where I think the best defensive rebounding team in the league, but we get 80% of those misses on the road in the first half, but we only get 60% in the second. What's that mean? Well, that means more shots, more shot opportunities for our other team. We turn the ball over a little bit more in the second half and then i i've I've mentioned this before i think you know on the road we're giving up 25 free throws a game we're only giving up 13 at home and so you know you put all those things together and, and take a deep dive into it i think you know those if you want to say those are some issues that we can fix and need to fix so i'm not more so worried about playing home playing away it's just fixing the problems we need to fix to win a game
0: I've never had a coach admit this on the record, but I'll shoot my shot here. I've had many say this to me behind the scenes, whether it be football, basketball, you name it. But when coaches talk about a great advantage they get at home, it's also just the human nature element for 50, 50 calls with officials, right?
2: I mean, I'm sure I I don't know the numbers. I mean, I just gave you ours, but I'm not, when I tell you that, that's not because I feel like we're not getting a good whistle. I think, It's more of our ability to defend without fouling, to keep the ball out of the out of transition. Josh, when you get beaten transition, you're behind the play. You know, you're you're getting attacked at the rim. There's more apps to be fouled, more opportunity to foul. Not letting the ball get driven through our elbows. You know, um, that's important because once they get through that first line of defense, they're getting downhill. You know, so um, you know, and I think maybe more so than the referees, I think maybe the teams offensively play a little more aggressive at home, a little more comfortable in your environment. I don't know. Um, I haven't really looked at it that way. Um, you know, you just you, you just got to try to figure it out, you know, what's going on. And the other thing is, you know, you can't you want to make a huge deal of certain things either. You know, just go play, you know, and, and, and relax and have fun. That was my message really after, before we went out on Saturday. Just, hey, man, relax. Have fun. You're good. Enjoy, play for each other, love each other, care about each other. Uh you're really good when you when you move the ball and share it. And uh, we did a good job of that on Saturday.
0: Tomorrow night, Wake Forest goes on the road at Georgia Tech. We're being joined here by Steve Forbes. Rather than ask you to break down Georgia Tech, I'll let their coach take care of that. This is uh Damon Stodemeyer, of course, with a million dollar clip. I have a weird team. Yeah, that's and the way he put it was Hey, you look at their resume. There are some teams that they, you might be surprised that they lost to, but there's nobody else that has beaten Clemson or won at Clemson, beat North Carolina, and beat Duke as well. So Damon Stodemeyer summing up his own team. I
1: have a weird team. <laughs>
0: what is it uh, that you most want to see from your team tomorrow night at Georgia Tech?
2: Well, we all got weird teams. I mean, you know, that's just the nature of what we do. Um, yeah, they got three great wins. You know, according to the experts, those are the only three teams that will get in the AC in the NCAA tournament this year, and so they've got three tournament wins. Um, I just want my team to relax and play. You know, sometimes I think, I think that I think they put a little too much pressure on themselves, maybe a little bit. I try to I try to alleviate that. I think it's important for them to block out the noise and just play them one at a time, as you know, in... in 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 college basketball josh you know this we put so much pressure on the outside on every game like oh this is the must win oh my god this is the game defining uh game of the season these next three games this game the next two games they gotta block that out you know and and they're they're human you know and so i've worked really hard with them about blocking those things out and then playing basketball the right way okay and so those things i just told you You know, move the ball on offense. We're a really good offensive team. Go down to Georgia Tech, move it. We'll we'll get great shots and and step up and make them. Get back in defensive transition by not turning it over or not taking bad shots. Because bad shots sometimes lead to that in the second half. Take care of the ball. When they shoot and we make a miss, go rebound it 80% of the time. Okay? And then defensively, don't let the ball get driven through our elbows. Get up on on the ball screen. Have active hands like we did against – Syracuse and I think don't foul and good things will happen you know and so that's kind of what I'm looking for you know I, I Damon's done a good job a really good job um he had three returners you know that Josh had there Miles Kelly being a really good player leading score. but he's got two he's brought in two freshmen George and Nadongo, who are really good players and he got a transfer Kawasi Reeves from Florida it's really good and so um It'll be, you know, all the games are hard and, and I, I know I'm getting long-winded, but that's the one thing I think is a little frustrating too sometimes is you, and I don't try to listen to a lot of it, but you know, we, in some leagues, if you go take a L on the road or at home against a lower league metric team, lower ranked metric team, that's a, you know, it's because the league is so good, you know, it's a great league, you know, and then in some leagues you lose a game like that on the road or at home and it's a brutal loss they're cannibalizing themselves uh, that stuff is just ridiculous and we have a really good league and, and and here again you know georgia tech's a great example of that like i said you know who, of the wins that they have because i've played carolina they're really good period end of discussion and i still have to play duke and clemson so credit to him for doing what he's doing
0: Get your tickets. There are still some available for NC State visiting the Joel this Saturday after Georgia Tech State will be coming to town Saturday 4 o'clock. Given how, let's say, contentious things got towards the end of the game in Raleigh, is that something you suspect as a coach you will bring back up in terms of being a reminder for cooler heads prevailing or even for motivation?
2: I doubt it. I've just never been that guy. I'm not a bulletin board guy. I I don't like our players giving, putting out bulletin board material or myself when we do interviews, but um, no, I I don't think it's NC state, you know, it's an in-state game. I don't think there'll be enough passion, you know, to play, move on to the next thing. I don't, I don't think anybody, you know, we don't need to make a big deal out of that. It, It happened. It's over. You know, we've played a lot of games in between. We respect them. I'm sure they respect us, you know. I'm surprised there's still tickets available. Shouldn't be, um, but we had, you know, we had over eleven thousand in the house on Saturday. Had a great environment, and uh, I would, I would not, I would suspect it'll be a big house on Saturday.
0: Look forward to that Saturday afternoon. Let's close on a high note. I've been watching the new season of True Detective with Jodie Foster, which yeah. might be up your alley if you haven't checked that out. Is there a movie right. or sh- you've been watching it?
2: No, I think Janetta does..
0: Ah, okay. um, Is there a movie or show you'd like to recommend to the good people?
2: Oh yeah, it just came out. Masters of the Air. Um, so I've watched Band of Brothers, according to my family over a hundred times, at least the Pacific once. So now we're going to the air. It's about World War II Europe, Masters of the Air. Spielberg's involved in it, I believe Tom Hanks. It's outstanding. Uh, there's only you can catch up. I think there's only been three. It's on Apple uh tv um i would highly recommend it the guy that played elvis in the movie elvis was austin, austin butler, butler. wd yeah. all over he loved that movie i, I, I know that yeah well, hey boy wd let's go baby <laughs> eddie wow. eddie got nervous he Come met on.
0: he met uh aaron boone over the weekend at the duke carolina game he was super psyched about that
2: <laughs> good weekend wow buddy. he's had a big day um <laughs> it, yeah he's in it there so wd you can watch it you'll be okay man I'll you'll recognize somebody
0: Last thing, do you have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, You know, I used to watch it religiously. I I, I think I've told you I've kind of – I don't watch it as much, but I am interested. Um, I think that uh, growing up in the Midwest, I I have been to a lot of Chiefs games. I went to the Chiefs games when Montana was playing. Hmm. Um, Christian Okoye,
0: the the Nigerian nightmare.
2: Nigerian Express. He's awesome. Oh, From, uh, I want to say, Cal Poly pomona when he played college football that's pretty good isn't it josh hmm. um yeah i like the chiefs i like the chiefs um you know 49ers are good they got george kittle you know iowa boy um actually married to a jan krieger or jan krieger is his mom who i know her real well um you know so i'm gonna go with chiefs you know Mahomes. hopefully i'll get to see it but you know we play on big monday so we got a practice Sunday and drive down to Duke. So I don't know how much of it I'll see.
0: Steve Forbes, thanks for doing this.
2: You're welcome. The Drive with Josh Graham, only on WSJS.
0: Got Locker Room Sound From Duke, Carolina that we'll get into in about 10 minutes or so. The Carolina Panthers won something this weekend. Well, sort of. Derek Brown represented the Panthers well at the Pro Bowl festivities in Orlando. And it makes sense that he did so. He might soon be the best defensive tackle in the league. He broke the record for tackles at his position this past year, which, by the way, still absurd that he wasn't one of the initial Pro Bowl picks. He was an alternate and needed one of the Pro Bowl picks to be unable to participate in order to get the invite formally. And the irony of that is Aaron Donald was the defensive tackle to bow out to make room for Derek Brown. Many think that Aaron Donald might be the best defensive tackle in the history of the game, certainly in that conversation. So, what did Derek Brown actually do? He bodied the AFC in a tug of war. Here's how it sounded. Now, I get it. This medium is mostly audio where we don't have the video for you to play where you see Aiden Hutchinson and Derek Brown and North Carolina native and former Clemson Tiger Dexter Lawrence pulling the AFC players into a a pit, a foam pit in the tug of war, but here's how Derrick Brown sounded mic'd up as they were winning. Do you hear the hip hop air horn there in the I background? Did. We got one of those too. I think he liked that. Derek Brown's a crazy person. It, yes. I, this, he sounded like the Joker. Uh, you have Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, Derek Brown. He likes making big people fall down. <laughs> Just a maniacal laugh <laughs> from Derek Brown, it's great. Big guy with a really high laugh, that's a, that's a funny image. <laughs> tickles you a bit. It does. He sounds tickled. Here was his post-tug interview on ESPN. Now I know there's strategy when you decide who goes where. Somebody talk me through that. Who's caught their breath enough to talk?
1: Uh, we put the the biggest guys in the back and just started pulling
0: (laughs) i mean that that seemed to work out very well i agree very insightful i wish he would have just laughed at the end of that at the question (laughs) just pulled people that's it (laughs) big people at the back and he uh also won a sled pushing contest too (laughs) DeMarcus Ware was on their sled, and on the other was Ray Lewis and Derek Brown helped push that sled across. So the Panthers two and zero in these Pro Bowl events that matter a great deal. He he's become the best player on the Panthers. He and Brian Burns. Some are down on Burns now. Now did Burns have the greatest year? No, but did he deserve to get paid? Yeah. And he didn't. Did that affect his productivity? Probably. Playing for a team that's not so great and being double teamed a lot. Some are saying he's not a top 10 rush, r- rusher in the league. I disagree with that. Now, does he deserve to get what Bosa got? No. I don't think he deserves to get 34 or so million a year. But does he deserve more than $25 million a year? I think so. It's a lot of money, but make it work. And, and pay Derek Brown this year, too, so you're not having to <laughs> have him in a, situ- a similar paid that man, his money, playing on the final year of a contract situation. Isn't that why the Panthers brought in this cap guru from Kansas City that manipulated the Mahomes contract and such? Figure it out, Brant Tillis. Figure out a way that Moneybags Tepper can pay both – Derek Brown and Brian Burns. You know, With concerts. But he did. Derek did represent the Panthers well. All throughout the year, but in the Pro Bowl festivities in Orlando. <laughs> Time for my Underdog Fantasy lineup for tonight. If you don't know about the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em, you should participate. Pretty simple. Underdog Fantasy app or online at underdogfantasy.com. Pick between two to five players. Select higher or lower on their stats. And if your pick's hit, you can win up to 100 times your money. Must be 18 and older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates, like North Carolina. Terms apply. Concern with your play. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. This will make it even sweeter for you. For tonight's NBA action, for the big game coming up this week, for ACC basketball, open up the app. Sign up with the promo code THE DRIVE and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Plus, they'll give you a special pick of higher than half a yard to use on your first pick of entry. That's Underdog Fantasy plus the promo code THE DRIVE to get your first deposit up to $10 or more, of $10 or more, up to $100, double plus your special pick. This is what we're going to do tonight, WD. I don't even have this written down anywhere except on the Underdog Fantasy app. I don't know if LeBron James is going to play tonight. I don't know. LeBron James. Or Anthony Davis is going to play tonight. I know Austin Reeves is going to play tonight. That guy's been cooking. Higher than 15 and a half points. I think he could get there if LeBron and AD are in the lineup. If they aren't, that almost feels like a bona fide guarantee. Brandon Miller. He scored 35 last night. That's a career high. He seems to be the only player on this team who cares. He's averaging about 22 and a half over his last 10 games. We're going to go higher, 22 and a half, him going up against LeBron and the Lakers. And then we're going to the ACC game tonight. Miami is at Virginia in Charlottesville. Dorchado Mir, higher than eight and a half rebounds for the Canes. That's what we're going with. And let's use that as a segue to get to this game. The stakes are incredibly high for this game in Charlottesville. The winner should be viewed as a tourney team. I don't know if right now both are being viewed that way, Virginia and Miami. But let's look at what the reaction is going to be if either of these teams win. Virginia, if they win, they'll be... Right now, they're second in the ACC standings. They just beat Clemson at Little John. Okay. If they win again tonight against Miami, then they will be perhaps the hottest team in the conference right now. Certainly not worth writing off. It's Tony Bennett we're talking about after all. They're floating in the net. I think they're 42nd as of this morning. Miami, they beat Virginia Tech. And a win would snap the nation's longest home winning streak in the country if they were to get it. So they beat Virginia Tech, and if you beat Virginia too, that's an added bonus. That's what happens if you're the winner. If you're the loser, you get knocked down a peg. Virginia is right there on the fringe. I don't think many people are considering the maternity team right now because of the Notre Dame blowout loss, because of the blowout loss at Wake Forest, but a home loss would be damaging for them. Miami's a little bit further off than Virginia is right now, but if you win on the road in Charlottesville, that's going to be a win that certainly ages well, and you're going to be looked on and given a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt because of what happened last year where they went to the Final Four. That's just human nature. I'm picking Virginia to win for three reasons. Number one, my wife is a Virginia graduate brownie points hashtag brownie points number two virginia they are on a tear right now you know how many games they've won in a row six six since the 19 point loss in winston-salem and uh, virginia's at home and they have the longest active home winning streak in the country trying to build on that tonight against the canes that's a really good acc basketball game that we have later on Hey, hold on, time. stop, stop, stop. There is one. Hey, eighteen, eight. Do you have the timestamp? Okay, just just making sure because I need to put it on my watch too. Sorry about that. Okay, now I think we're ready to go. Take two. There is one thing that should separate the Tar Heels from the Blue Devils tomorrow, and that is toughness.
2: Proctor no, Carolina in transition, RJ
0: Davis. That is why Carolina is going to win, and the toughness they have will most reveal itself in the post. Armando Baycott facing Kyle Filipowski. Mark Mitchell against Harrison Ingram as well. Advantage Tar Heels in either case
2: with the answer at the other end with a three.
0: All that points to Carolina winning a tight game give me North Carolina 74 Duke 67
2: Davis, a tremble kicks it way ahead to Baycott and that is the exclamation point on a Tar Heel win over the Blue Devils here tonight.
0: We were all over that but with Tina Turner in mind, shout out to High point legend Fantasia last night doing the Tina Turner tribute on the Grammys. Fellow triad legend, BDOT, six six. six man of Tar Heel basketball has joined us in studio. I'm here. What was the highlight of the Grammys for you last night before we get into all the basketball? Loved seeing Fantasia.
1: Loved seeing Jay-Z. Big shout to Killer Mike. Enjoy seeing... Uh, Taylor Swift's genuine happiness Jay-Z was a couple of
0: steps away from being full Kanye and recreating the moment how how we gonna give Taylor Swift because he was talking about how Beyonce never won album of the year and Taylor Swift won her fourth her fourth nobody's ever done it that night so it, it was pretty
1: close Jay he got close to the line yeah Almost going full Kanye, but he didn't go full Kanye. What was interesting about that, as soon as he got on stage and he started like talking to Dr. Dre and stumbling over his words, and Blue Ivy was just staring at him and wasn't looking at it, it was just real awkward. I told Carl, I was like, yo, this is the first time I've ever seen Jay Z appear to be nervous. And then he makes that fantastic line, when I get nervous, I tell the truth, and confirmed my suspicions. The
0: biggest thing I've seen from the Grammys, what's exploded is the Tracy Chapman return to the stage with uh, Luke Combs. No. Huge App State football fan, but then basketball, he loves the Tar Heels. I was surprised I didn't see him in Chapel Hill. I guess we know why now.
1: No. Why wasn't that the biggest thing? The biggest thing is Taylor Swift shunning Celine Dion. That's the biggest thing. Oh, and she then, got photos with her then, afterwards. Was, she better had, she <laughs> better yeah. had Josh Brown. I'm talking about before we could get that rumor uh, on the telephone real quick. They had told Taylor, 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 Taylor. That just lets you know how strong her team is. The marketing, the the albums dropping, and I'm about to drop the uh, the artwork backstage. The whole, uh, again, the picture with Celine Dion, moments after you were just on stage for a good six minutes and didn't even acknowledge Celine Dion, even though Celine Dion is the one who gave you the trophy. You didn't even acknowledge Celine Dion. Celine Dion's been sick. We've been praying for Celine Dion. Celine Dion's out here giving you your fourth album of the year award and you're running around here doing the hosty dosy with all these other people you're dragging people on stage who are also in the damn category who clearly didn't want to come on there the Lana del rey it was just it was it was just just wasn't the best look for taylor yeah i think
0: she's done this enough though though to know that you're gonna have the photo shoot right afterwards. They take you right into the photo room. So those opportunities are gonna be there. I thought that in come the moment. On. But she did have the thing right when before she got the award where she was pointing to her and did like the reverential like bow type thing. She didn't
1: point at Celine, she was pointing at the other people that were part of her team that were standing there with Celine. <laughs> Celine was invisible. And Celine Dion, why did she have that coat on? She must have just come in from outside where it was raining. But I think the coat was supposed to come off. So so we could see the elegant gown i thought <laughs> i was still super happy to see tracy chapman
0: Okay, I mean, that, that yeah. was great and it's amazing there are just it's not a large number of songs that have universal appeal that happens to be one what was i mean fast car if you i've never you heard talking about anyone lady that was say, sitting
1: down singing no That was – Oh, with uh, with Luke Combs. Luke Combs, I remember. Luke Combs. So they did Fast Car. Had no clue what that song was. Oh. I mean, had no
0: clue. Grammar School's in about 15 minutes. This might be something I write down for caucastic questions. Apparently, Tracy Chapman, who's black, uh, Fast Car, not something that's big in the black community. Found out that last night, too. I had heard the
1: name Tracy Chapman a million times, but I thought Tracy Chapman was a comedian. You're thinking of – Tracy Morgan. No, no, no. Tracy Morgan is a comedian. Somebody getting pregnant. Who's the Chapman that's a comedian? I don't know. Hmm. Nevertheless. How about we get to basketball? Show the people who are watching your new Armando. Armando. T-shirt. You know, big shout to the big guy, man. Big, big guy. Did what he does. I appreciate Coach HD for having a conversation with him and letting him know, listen, bro, this is it. Like, you don't get to come back. RJ can possibly come back if he would like to. You don't have that option. This is year number five, six, seven, eight. 6, we, we lost count, Mondo. So how do you want to be remembered, son? He want to be remembered as a dominant force against Duke his last game in Chapel Hill. Before we dive deeper into the game, just a quick reminder that biscuits are good. Just a reminder. And
0: specifically the biscuits at Biscuit King. Biscuits. WD mm-hmm. does that every single time <laughs> that we bring up Biscuit, Biscuit. King. He, he loves he loves biscuits, clearly and I some of the biscuits. best biscuits there are. Lexington and High Point paid them a visit. The good news is that their biscuits are great. The bad news is they're not open right now. They're open 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., right when we get off, get uh, on the air is when they're open. So enjoy the biscuits in the morning huh. at Biscuit King. And they have fluffy pancakes. Do they? Love it. I love a good fluffy pancake. They are good. I do, man. Getting to the Tar Heels. It's been really hard to forecast this game over the years. And we wear it when we're wrong. See, the reason why we do the clown meme and all that stuff is is we're equal opportunists. Mm -hmm. We're not the people that when we're right, that's the only time you hear from us. Mm -hmm. When we're wrong, we'll let you know. And I will wear as a badge of honor that we're right more than we're wrong, but we're wrong sometimes. Yeah,
1: people like it more when you're wrong anyway, so it gets magnified. We nailed it with this game. The
0: physicality with Armando and uh, Harrison Ingram was the difference in this game. And I think the mental toughness piece, too, where... Duke never really there were opportunities where they could creep back they got into the double bonus or excuse me into the bonus with 12 minutes to go in the game and there never really was a point where it felt in doubt not even when RJ was getting a flagrant foul for his elbow you know running into Kyle Filipowski's face or Kyle Filipowski other way around yeah his face running into Kyle Filipowski's elbow excuse me um they, they, the Tar Heels—that's mental toughness, man. That feels like something in past years that becomes a tight game and sphincters tight, and that didn't happen in this game.
1: What was your takeaway? I don't know. I was—I was. I was um, it was a bland game for me, which is strange. Like I didn't understand why I wasn't super excited. Like, oh my gosh, we beat dude. We got swept last year. We needed this win. I didn't. I feel like you felt. I felt confident that we were going to win that game, and as I was watching it unfold. There never gave me any type of an inkling that Duke would fight and make it a game game and where I had to be nervous. And when we won it, I was like, You're supposed to do that. You were supposed to do that against UConn. You were supposed like like that's how my energy was. Like I I have expected so much from this team because I really do just feel like this team is a complete team. That beating Duke like that, that I wish they would have got hundred. I'm like, why didn't we get a hundred? We should have saw the biscuit boys. That's where I was at. Biscuits. 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 <laughs> We should have started biscuits, boys. Okay, so let's push it
0: ahead. What are your expectations for Carolina the rest of the way?
1: I don't know. I, the next four games I think they got what at Clemson and or Clemson, Clemson at, home.
0: at home tomorrow night. Yeah. It's not at Little John Coliseum. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's uh, in
0: Chapel Hill tomorrow night.
1: I mean, and that's, and we should put up hundred points, which will get us Biscuits. Biscuits, yes. I really do feel like we can make a run. A serious run. I hope so. You're tournament. number three in the country. Yeah, a deep run in the tournament. I definitely see us in Phoenix. Anything, in my opinion, me personally, anything short of Phoenix, and this team is, um, did not reach its full capabilities. I forget. What, what happened the last time the Final Four was in Phoenix? Um, we got the hardware still right now in the Dean Dome, right there in the bottom in the tunnel. You can see it. Why? Because they take a piece of the floor when they win the natty. You dig what I'm saying? I definitely think this team has it, man. They got the youth, they got the experience, they got the shooters. If that Cormac Ryan could just get, I'm talking about, he does it defensively, he does a lot of the little things, but if he could just knock down them wide open shots, just add a little bit more of a consistent clip. Woo! And don't you dare. <laughs> I mean, y'all talking about he got once he gets a three ball, let's give Elliot some room to improve. If that dude gets a three ball this year, my gosh, what else do we have to do? My, this, team's tough.
0: this is probably going to rain on the parade just a little bit. Nice. Carolina fans, they have to have everything. Can't have, everybody have anybody else have nice things. Jared McCain is the freshman of the year in the ACC. No, no doubt about it. Let me tell you something. Okay, there you Jared go. Jared so McCain we can is a stud. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I got yelled at for saying that a week ago. Yeah. And this is just clear that people watch their teams and they don't watch the other teams. Yeah. So it's
1: like. This guy's been this way the entire year, yeah. and then he goes for twenty-three, 23 and eleven. Yeah, now he balled out. Like, okay. and, and, and no, I I respect McCain. Proctor messed up my parlay. I definitely expected him to have more than two freaking points. Like, jeez, yeah, like, what uh, is that uh, all Jared about? Jared
0: McCain messed up mine.
1: Yeah, because you went the under on him. I and tried he went to crazy. That's I, I tried I, to no, tell I, I said
0: it myself. I'm like two out of the three. I feel great about Proctor going low and. Uh, armando going high on rebounds but that was the one i looked at by this guy he's been really
1: good rj and proctor killed me mondo on cover over rebounds harrison covered over rebounds like he always does but rj his was 21 and a half i went over he gave me 17 before we get to grammar school this can almost serve as a transition to grammar school Mm.
0: it's february it's black history month it is tell the people what you're doing real quickly and the early
1: returns of what you've been doing with I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. Season three. Very, very excited. We've got 29 episodes dropping daily on the Black Effect Podcast Network. See these nice jackets they gave us, Josh yeah. Brown? Look that's at the back good. of this. Yeah, oh, yeah. It says Black Effect on there. That's trying to sweet. Look at that. Uh, WD. Oh, man, that's fresh. And, I and, like that. Yeah. And
0: uh, I think they gave you a car. I think you just drove in too. It's kind of impressive. I mean, yeah,
1: no, that's, that's, that's just my wheels. Got but nevertheless, um, Nissan, oh. we definitely partnered up with Nissan this year. We're doing eight visual components. Two to the 29 audio episodes, so we have 37 total episodes. I'm very excited, man. Like, i its just a great time. I didn't know, maybe you didn't either, what well, we just discuss—underknown um, um, Black History facts. But this year for the Nissan, we're actually doing a focus on STEAM, the STEAM program: Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. Season three, Dot, crushing it as always. Urgh. But
0: he's not done with us nah. because we couldn't have P Dot in here and not play Grammar School. And we're going back to the Grammys. Ho! hmm We'll do that when Dot continues with us next on The Drive. In the
1: studio. I'm here today.
0: One, two, Dot's in here opening up Christmas gifts.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Big shout out to my boy DJ. I always steal his pins, so he got me two of my own and even got my name on them, so I can't lose them. <laughs> really?
0: Kind gift from the guy who runs all of our production here Legit. at WSJS. I need to take an L. See, if I'm going to start a segment applauding myself for the Carolina pick, I need to take an L on Brandon Miller. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. I you mean, were you were pe- wrong as hell, bro. See, and I will, I've been again, you- I think you misread my take on the LaMelo front. Here we go. Now, you were wrong ago. about that, too. I don't think I was. It, 100% wrong. Bro. Okay, I was wrong. I didn't think he'd be great as a rookie, but I still thought him. he would going to be well, you didn't I, want him. I wanted Anthony Edwards. Yeah, you didn't want Mello. I, I still don't. I don't take back wanting Anthony Edwards out of the three. But I was dead wrong, I think, on uh, Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller went for 35 last night. I
1: don't say you think. Mm. Scoot gave, what, yeah, it's 14? Still still, still
0: rookies, but I, I'm willing to say that I'm pretty what? sure I was wrong on the Brandon Miller front.
1: And who was right? Look to your right and let us guys know who was right. Six, six, six.
0: The, the six-man authority.
1: <laughs> and my brother David mm-hmm. No, no,
0: he wasn't. I was, was on the on Brandon, Brandon Miller, Miller train. With me. You, you, you ready
1: Are you crazy? Okay, you, fine, I was wrong. Brandon Miller. Thank you. We were on the BM train.
0: See, gotta get dot in here. I right. feel like I'm being ganged up on. Whoa! <laughs> I'm not gonna make a. Wow, this is gonna be an awkward segue. Is it? Is it? Mm. What are you gonna do? Let's go to the sidelines, <laughs> <life, Stoney laughs> Time for grammar school, everybody. <laughs>
2: Josh Graham has his own way of speaking And just when you think it can't get any worse Josh is going to attempt to learn B-Dot's vernacular
0: I'm going to put one in the air It's time for B-Dot's Grammar School Nobody better than B-Dot pre
1: game, during game,
0: post game Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling
1: No cap My wife and I were watching the WSSU game this past weekend before the Duke Carolina game. Are they good this year? Yeah. Okay. They lost this weekend, but that's neither here nor there. And she says, yo, when did Winston-Salem State change their floor? That looks good. And I immediately just sang it to her. Heritage Hardwood Floors! When it comes to flooring, baby, they have no ceiling. Don't you know that? Got a
0: caucastic question for you. Talk to me. So, WD was fanboying out on Saturday because he got a chance to meet the manager of his New York Yankees. Can you tell me who the manager of the New York
1: Yankees is or any Major League Baseball manager ever? See, I appreciate you for saying (laughs) any Major League Baseball manager ever because then I can go Tommy Lasorda. (laughs) What? How do you know Tommy Lasorda? I don't know how I know it, but he I just It found just like <laughs> a YouTube clip of him dropping F-bombs left and right and giggled. And he was with a blue team, either the Dodgers or the Yankees. Dodgers. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> that's amazing. I love
0: that for you. You know, I'm so, so glad I asked that question. Let's I'm go so, to
1: the sidelines.
2: I'm so
0: glad I asked that question. Oh, that's knocking breaking over stuff. stuff. Look like who you knocked over. Who did I knock over? You off? knocked over Zion and Jeff Charles. No, that's okay. Good. But Jeff you got Jeff Charles died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Charles died last year.
1: You so that mean bad. he's laying down. Oh, okay. Let's go to the sidelines, Tony. <laughs> Hank. Get out of that. All right, up first, we're going back to the Grammys last night. And it's not grammar school as much as it is trivia from the Grammys, Josh Graham. First time we've ever done this in, I think, maybe the four or five years we've been doing it. But up first, SZA. Did you know who that was before last night, Josh Graham?
0: Yes, Kill Bill was my favorite song of any artist last year. I loved that album, Snooze, another really good one.
1: Talk your talk, boy. And
0: she was on the song with Kendrick, I believe, for
1: the Black Panther movie a few years ago. Josh, you better talk your talk because SZA get- is signed I'm to T.D. i didn't mean ne- to do that. No, no. She didn't, right. He didn't get a point. He okay. Didn't get a point,
0: no. I, I take a point. I, I, I usually celebrate by putting a fist up. Yeah. And I feel like in this segment, yeah. probably not and the best month. thing to do. This, not month this month and this
1: segment, you probably should not put a fist up. Last week, I said Aggie pride <laughs> and people got mad. You got to hey. stop. Hey, people text me and said, thank you, man. Yeah.
0: My, thank wa- you. my wife texted me. I was like I thought that said that was okay like a month ago.
1: <laughs> 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 Sarah Braver, We'll talk later. Nevertheless, SZA is signed to TDE. That's the label. What does TDE stand for? Is that title? No? TDE is the label. What does TDE stand for? Okay, there are
0: two letters that are also in title. Yes, two um, of them. <laughs>
1: so Sizzle wasn't the
0: question. No, TDE was the question. Yeah,
1: TDE is the question. It was just a little setup with the W-D, SZA. WD,
0: do you know what this is? Mm, I don't know if I'm going to be much help on this one. Gosh. I know who SZA is, though. Gosh. The only record label I know is Cash Money Records. Come on, have some respect for Death Row. Yeah, man. Death Row is Death Row still around? Yes. Oh, no, no. Probably no. not. I was not to probably say. not. Death, Death probably Row. Death Row. No, it's not around. Could you imagine if I said, "Oh, I think that <laughs> stands for Death Row Records"? <laughs> SZA. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. we're Suge Knight right now. Can you tell me one other person on the TDE label? I'm gonna go ahead and take a guess. I'm gonna guess Lizzo. You're going to be 100% incorrect. No! How in the hell would Lizzo be on TDE? They were like really good friends talking to each other last night. TDE is Top Dog Entertainment. Nope. That is Kendrick Lamar's label. Ah. Uh, yeah, SZA assigned signed to Kendrick Lamar's label. That would have been my second guess. Up next, Jay-Z and Beyonce were there. Saw them. Beyonce had an interesting hat. She did. Well, you know, she's from Houston, so she does that whole Texas thing all the time. Understood. And their daughter was there. Blue Ivy. What is their daughter's name, yeah. Josh Brown That is your second one, correct? Looking a lot like her mom. She looks Didn't she look like an adult? And Troy Aikman. Huh? What? She looks like what? Troy Aikman?
0: For, like, it was Don't J- ever say it, that again. Josh, it was a, J- it was a Jay-Z joke. She crushed it on the tour, by the way. Mom. It, it
1: was a Jay-Z joke. You cannot say Blue Ivy looks like a white man during Black History. Do you mom. not know about the Troy Aikman Jay-Z thing? Do you not know you can't say a black girl looks like a white man during black history month? <laughs> you got it backwards. I said a black. Girl looked like a Let's white man. Let's go to man. the sidelines, Tony. <laughs> <Hayden>. <laughs> Thank you. I wish y'all could see the way W D is looking at Josh. Oh, my and face just, is turning red. Man. Like Josh Trey is a- turning a- burgundy. Look at this. What? The? He does look like Jay Z, but that you saying. cannot compare Blue Ivy to that. Even though there's a similarity. Oh, Nevertheless, yeah. final answer. Final question for you, Josh Graham. Gosh, boy. <laughs> we're getting a lot. Mm. We're getting quite a workout <laughs> of the Gary Hahn drop.
0: <laughs> Let's go to the sidelines, Tony. Gonna miss that man.
1: <laughs> Killer Mike. He won three Grammys last night for his album Michael. And I'm talking about them went and got arrested for mm. it. By the look on your face, I can tell you have no clue who Killer Mike was before last night. What city is Killer Mike from? Run the Jewels, Atlanta. Is that your final answer? That is. Repeat your answer. Run the Jewels. And they're from Atlanta. 100% correct. Yeah, baby! Don't you doubt me! Anything is possible! He's really from Adamsville. He's really from Adamsville, but he claims Atlanta. So Atlanta is the answer I was looking for. And Josh, even though you had no clue what TDE was or who was on the label, you finished strong, bro. Didn't need no help from no audience. Didn't need no help from no WD. Mm -hmm. Grammar school goes goes through me! Talk talk, talk your talk, Uh, uh, Josh Bacot. That was a weird flip. That was a weird Josh play. Mondo! <laughs> Josh Mondo! <laughs> oh, boy. Print the shirts. Print the Josh Mondo shirts. Print the shirts. <laughs>
0: Someone actually came in today and said, why, does, why don't you have T-shirts? I'm like, what would we put on it? And then I Boston College. Me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah we got to get it done. Put those on hoodies. Hey, would, listen. There be, would there be demand for this? For Josh Graham apparel. Would there be demand? That's what I need to know. There's only one way what, to find out. That's what the ma- – well, no. <laughs> there, are, there are ways you can find out before you print the shirts. Uh, yeah, management at WSJS.
1: Curious if there'd be demand for Josh Graham apparel. Did you see the shirt that was worn to my watch party? No. Do you remember when you and I participated in the media day at Cameron?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you made me do the whoa. I saw the shirt. This, Is this the one I'm thinking about?
1: So I took a picture in a Duke jersey because I had ah. to wear a Duke jersey. She gets my that picture put on a shirt and wore it to. She's a Duke fan oh and boy. wore it to the watch party. I think I'm gonna sell them. Should Duke you fans you in love profit it. you in Duke gear?
0: That's it what you're sucked. gonna
1: sell. Yeah, it was funny. It's all about a coin, baby. Dot. I love you, man. Appreciate y'all, man. I'm happy to be in here. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, WD. Thank you, DJ, and Armando Nim. There is.